Whatever crap. I'm thinking fun because I, I love wheat. 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 Wheat with a T. Oh, T. Wheat. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat with a T. <laughs> Definitely. He's a fairly formal goat, but he likes to party. Did you guys know that uh, Pepe Le Pew has been banned from like Looney Tunes because it's offensive to the French, I guess? Cheers. This is a New England. It's supposed to look like orange juice. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to uh, welcome to Saunders Stories. I hear you laughing over there. It's, it's so strange for me because <laughs> so I listen to podcasts like one and a half times the speed. So everything okay. always sounds really slowed down to me when I listen to it normal. So you listen entire... to all podcasts one and a half speed? Yeah, I have to. I listen to way too many things. Do you that listen is... to your own? That's a um, great idea. I, I don't listen to my own. I don't listen to all of my own. Okay. Um, because it's, I, it's it wastes too much time. Yeah. I listen to parts of it to make sure it sounds okay. But. Yeah. So I I write like a really quick blog for all of our podcasts, uh-huh. and I was listening to our podcast on two times speed today just to get rifle because I was three behind. <laughs> so I was trying to like rifle through them. It was really funny. It how takes does, it takes a little while to get used to. Right. Two times is a bit much for me. One and a half I can handle. <laughs> how, does, how does Chase sound at two times speed? <laughs> Chase and Luke because their voices are much deeper. It weirdly sounds better where it sounds like you and I are like mumbling like yeah are you trying to say are you trying to say i talk very feminine well i'm i'm in the same boat with you man i said us (laughs) i played yeah a little bit sound like sound like meese you know like like meese what's meese like like meeses you know mouse plural Yep, like me, Chase. I, I played around with a segment on, on my show where I slow everything down to half the speed, and I call it, like, out-of-context drunk talk. <laughs> because it's not when people are actually drunk, but when you slow it down to half speed, everybody sounds everybody drunk. Sounds- so you just pick random, like, phrases that are, you know, like, all of the stuff in the intro. If you play all that half speed, it's probably hilarious. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. It's awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, welcome in. PMP, what chapter are we on? 26. 26. So we are recording here uh, a little ahead of when this is actually going to be released. But we, uh, as we've talked about before, we have to work a little bit within the confines of availability and also when we can get the right people around and when beers are packaged and all this other stuff. And I'm really excited. This is our first time we've ever had an in-studio guest who wasn't a part of (laughs) the Sonder team, right? So, uh, and, and as you've already heard... I like heard, to think of myself as part of the team. You so. are part of the team. That's true. That's true. Uh, and we have Gnarly Gnome here with us. Gnarly, welcome. Oh, thank you. I, I'm super excited to have you here. This is something we've been talking about doing for a long time. And uh, we were finally able to make it happen. So. I feel like I should Instagram pictures of what the studio actually looks like. <laughs> yeah, it's a very loose, very loose term. loose <laughs> term. Yeah, yeah. Studio. Um, and we're going to talk about the beer that uh, we released on Black Friday. Um, we're actually recording this pre-Black Friday, so I'll, I'll, try, not, I'll <laughs> try not to fake it too much uh, just before Black Friday. But for those listening, you've probably already had the beer, or hopefully have already had the beer. If you haven't, uh, it will be into limited distribution, but uh, we released it in the tap room on Black Friday. And it is a Berliner Weiss that we collaborated with Duck Donuts. It's based off of one of their beers. Uh, the Sunrise Lemon. Sunrise Lemon is what they call the donut. And uh, it's a oh, raspberry yeah. lemon donut. And so we did a raspberry lemon Berliner Weiss. And I'll tell you, this beer for me, I'll let you guys dive in right after, right after and, and kick this off. But, but just to launch my thoughts on this, this beer to me is kind of a, it screws with your mind a little bit because you expect it to be incredibly raspberry forward. And there is a lot of raspberry, but that lemon on the finish just completely changes because of the color where your mind goes before you even try it. I, I anticipated it being a lot more tart too. Yeah. Like there's so much sweetness going on there that that kind of balances all that back. This is, this is great. Yeah. I really like it. I mean, everybody knows that cause they were here on black Friday to get it. So <laughs> <laughs> but. that's true. Yes. It's incredibly drinkable. Yeah, you would think a like fruited Berliner would be, you know, not necessarily heavy, but like it would probably sit on your palate very heavy. It'd be hard to have a lot of it because of you know the fruit add in whatnot. But uh, it's probably a combination of the low ABV and then also the balance of sweetness to tartness that really rounds out the beer. Yeah, as far as uh, you know, production goes, it was a challenge to kind of uh, look at what we wanted for a acidity of um, our lecto culture 
uh, to target uh, because we knew that the lemon would also be aiding a lot of uh, those acidic characters. And then we had uh, the fruit playing along, which, you know, the fruit also has acidity to it, but, you know, also sweetens it up a little bit uh, with the sugars. Um, so we targeted actually a little bit lower acidity um, from our, of our culture to kind of let the lemon kind of acidify it out. So we kind of shot for a little bit more of a sweet uh, uh, Berliner Weiss. And in the back of our head, it made sense because it's a donut. So exactly. It's, it's yeah. based yeah. off a yeah. donut. Like it, it fits perfect for, I mean, I've never tried the donut. I don't even know where, where's duck donuts well, at. We really failed by not having these donuts here for the podcast. Mm. It's, well, and it's literally like right there. Too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why are you blaming me? I saw the <laughs> accusation in your face. there. like, yeah, you really, you really messed this up, man. Well, I found out last night at like nine, I was sleeping when you guys were texting, by the way. We talked about this two weeks ago because I said, Thursday or Friday, does that work for you? Yeah. And you said, yeah, it does. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll confirm with no. Yeah, I didn't know it was about this beer, though. <laughs> In my defense. I knew we were doing the pod with the gnome, but I didn't know it was about this beer. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, so anyway, I messed that up big time. We should have the donuts. But uh, it's, it's right There's across some... the street, basically. Yeah, they really And in, in, you know where, uh, obviously, you know where Rusty Bucket is. Right. It's back behind there. next gotcha. In the same plaza as the Whole Foods. Gotcha. Their whole I, shtick is that they're so every single base donut is the same, and then they have a, I don't want to, I don't even know what number it is, but they have a crap ton of options, and it's the same donut, and they dress every single donut individually. Oh, I don't know. Yes, yeah, so, so they're it, all served warm. Yeah, oh. yeah, oh. It's, it's they're really fantastic. good. It's like artisan donuts. They're really good. Yeah, they're good. It, it started, I, I think, to my knowledge. Uh, it started on the East Coast. So I, think I think it's Hilton Head. Yeah, it was like yeah. Hilton Head, Myrtle Beach, something like that. Uh, it might be Myrtle, yeah. It's one of those two, yeah, yeah. and then it worked its way, and then, and then I think there's one in Dayton maybe, and then this one here. Um, but it's, and I think they're franchised. But I, the donut's awesome. We like them yeah. a lot, uh, Liz and I do. I think this beer was a perfect interpretation of the donut. That, you know, they have... They have all kinds of crazy ones. There's like a s'mores one and all this stuff. And we toyed around with what, what donut could we make a beer out of. And there have been a lot of different donut style beers recently. Right. It's kind yeah. of a thing. This one we felt like was a little bit different than some of those. I think like they're mostly stouts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or bigger beers, yeah. generally the, the speaking. The platform ones come to mind. I, can't, I, I, I think, I don't know what platform did. I um, believe those are stouts. I don't know who they partner with, but... So, so, I mean, locally, you've got Robe at Streetside, yep. which yep. is a big, giant yep. stout, a big pastry exactly. stout. Yep. You've got Operation Plowshare at Urban, which is a big, tart, fruity, jammy. Like, they're, they're big and they're over the top. And yep. this, this, is, this is, to me, and that's not a dig against the other beers around that are donut beers, but this, to me, fits more with what a donut is. A donut is mm-hmm. not like a big, heavy kind of yeah. thing. It's supposed to be light and sweet yeah. and, like... You want to eat a bunch of them or drink a bunch of them. In this case, it's it nails it perfect. It's extremely well done. Yeah, and in full transparency, that's kind of what I was leaning towards. And in, in production, was kind of a a, a bigger beer because it to me like you know the season the the change of the season just kind of made sense to have this this big sugary you know uh, mouthy beer. Um, but when Duck Donuts uh, brought um, all their samples in, um, I came in after the fact. After Luke walked out of the room, <laughs> oh, God. Luke, Luke had eaten like I'm, all I'm sh- of them. I'm, no, shocked that, I'm shocked there was anything left. Well, he literally. I mean, I told him to make sure there was some left, but he literally took a bite. Like he didn't cut it up or anything like that. He literally just took a bite of every single donut, and some were like half eaten because he must have enjoyed those. He's a more. growing boy guy. I, yeah. I, I, I wish I wish Luke was here so bad right now. Yeah. So uh, so I was kind of shooting for like a you know I because I. I I understood the concept of doing a donut beer, so I had that kind of in the back of my head from the beginning. Uh, but then Luke was like, "Oh man, we should we should definitely do like a sour beer with this beer." And it's like, "Yeah, absolutely, that's a great idea." Yeah, I, I think it's it, uh, delicate, which which I agree with is kind of what you're going for with this. I also have been known to crush, you know. Multiple donuts in a sitting. I could do that with Who this beer as well. That's right. Well, and, That's right. It's also you, you. Typically, you're getting donuts in the morning. If I'm drinking in the morning, maybe I want something a little bit lighter. That's true. A That's bit. a good point. That's a really good point. I yeah. get people look at me funny when I'm drinking a big imperial stout <laughs> in the morning or something like that. That's true. PMP, uh, what do you think of this? I really like it. I kind of hinted at it earlier that it. You, you said it well, where it kind of messes with your head, where 
it rounds out really well with some sweetness and some tartness. Uh, it's light. I think a lot of that has to do with the low ABV. I believe it's 3.5, right? Or something, or in that range? 3.5? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just a really crushable, flavorful beer. Um, it has quite a bit of adjuncts in it. Does this have vanilla in it? It does not. Oh, okay. So it is just lemon and raspberry? Yes. And then there are our sour bacteria that we right, have. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a really good beer. It's not a style that I would pick up. I I get turned off by a lot of Berliners just because I do feel like they're overly soured. And they like mess with my stomach if they're overly acidic. But this is something that is smooth and it goes down really clean, which I like. It's kind of a trendy style of beer, too. Like, I think beer geeks really like a fruited Berliner right now. And this is probably going to be a bit different than what they're used to, but in a good way. Yeah, and the label's fun. Yeah, the label's um, awesome. Jen did a great so, job. You know, to your point on, on, you know, beer geeks and fitting a lot of different people and all of that stuff, I feel like the label itself, uh, if I were, and I was, you know, full transparency when, uh, when, when, uh, Platform did their first donut beer. I can't remember, and I can't remember what it is now, but I remember it was over a year ago, uh, and I remember walking by and seeing the label and was like, well, "I love donuts. I love beer. I gotta right, try this." Right. They did a great job with that, and, and it was very appealing to somebody that wanted. It, it was intriguing, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like this this label Jen did a great job with this. Mm-hmm. That you see the the physical image of their donut that this is made after, and I'm like, I I need to try this beer. <laughs> yeah, I have to try this. Well, I, I also like that if you're not like a, a, a donut geek, are there donut geeks that like go around? Probably, like, if there are, I would consider donut myself flights one. or something. I'd bet on. Um, if you're not like a donut person, like this isn't over the top donut either. Like it, you can still That's a grab call. it off the shelf and and be like, well, this just you know a, a Berliner with lemon and, and, and raspberry. Yep, okay, I'll take that. That's you know, a it's great not call. like a donut beer. It's a beer and a donut beer it's it's a lot of different things all at the same time yeah yeah it's like based on a donut right yeah right right based on a donut but not not like you're, you're straight not drinking up. a donut right exactly. yeah that's what i was going to for. clarify yeah. no donuts have been harmed in the making <laughs> <laughs> it would have been pretty it's funny not even like... a true statement you just said that there was a whole a slew of donuts that were harmed by <laughs> not in the production of the beer itself that was only in the uh, product testing. <laughs> I, I could argue Luke harmed several donuts. It's true, he did. Try, trying to plan for this beer. Um, Just need to do more research. That's right. right. That's right. It's, it all, was, the, it's, it's all in the name of research. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, so Chase, what is this? For I, I've I've been holding off on this question because I figured it would be fun to ask you for the podcast. What does Chase of 10 years ago, not even 10 years ago, five years ago, what does Chase of five years ago say to Chase Legler today sitting at this table if, if you would have told that guy, hey, you know what? In five years, you're going to make a donut beer. Oh, I definitely would have rolled my eyes and probably given my normal, yeah, you betcha, buddy. Okay. <laughs> just kind of walk away. <laughs> but... The beer itself doesn't surprise me. Agreed. Like that's what I like about it. It's it's taking this idea of a donut beer and yeah. still going very much in what I understand as as your wheelhouse and your kind of your comfortable zone. Yeah, I mean it's always a it's always a unique position to be in to to have a, a to be given a subject such as a, a donut and to to try to create a beer that's around that and. You know, that's why Luke and I work so well together is because we are able to, to put our minds together and we did our sour program or our, our souring of this beer in um, a unique way that maybe wasn't quite um, familiar with Luke. And then Luke's got his uh, ideas of the adjuncts additions. So it was just a, it was a fun play of beer or it's, fun play of. It's decently beer. Germanic, right? A fruited Berliner. Well, the Berliner advice is, yeah, I mean, true, true to style, which uh, Sandra does plan on doing a, a true style Berliner advice and serving it off our draft system as just a straight Berliner advice, but then having um, in-house made uh, fruit syrups. So the traditional style is actually taking your glass and coating your glass with a fruit syrup um, so the sugars kind of balance out the Berliner advice. So we would target... Um, a very high uh, total acidity, uh, low pH for our base Berliner Weiss, 
serve it with sugar coating inside the glass, which is the traditional style. So you essentially take a syrup, squeeze it inside the glass, and kind of roll the glass around to get it co uh, coated inside, then pour the beer on top of it. What type of fruit would you be targeting with that? I, well, that's, uh, that's what's kind of cool is that that's, that's kind of our customer's decision, right? So uh, what we'll be able to do is, is have, you know, I, I envision starting off with some, some basics, you know, like a raspberry, uh, apple, uh, cherry, uh, maybe even like get it a little bit goofy with like a, like a, like a, like a grape, concord grape kind of type. I can promise you that people will give their opinion on social media. Yeah. Exactly. That's, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Which is right. great. And, you know, I think it'd be cool too, um, you know, to have the ability as well to, to, you know, say like, you know, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of extra fruit in there because it's just, just a touch too sour for me. So the, okay. you know, so the customers can really, uh, take the base beer and kind of create it on their own, or they can say, oh, can I get a mix of the raspberry and the apple or whatever they want, and just just to see how that goes and takes off. It's pretty sweet. Is that something that's common in different areas of Germany? Is it is it having never been? I don't know, because I remember you talking about how I think the first time you experienced it was at Prost in Denver, right? Yeah, I think it's a isn't a Belgium tradition. I think. Oh, actually. really? Okay. That's not even German. It's a more Belgium tradition. Okay. Oh, they were doing that at Prost. Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, not when we were there, obviously. Right. But, but I know that that that's where Chase and Haley had mentioned seeing it for mm -hmm. the first time. Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, at, yeah, <coughs> See, seeing it in the states for the first time and only reading about it. Uh, from Belgian styles. Yeah. And I have heard of it becoming more of a common thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know how common, but I have heard of it being more available. So it's something I'm excited to do. Yeah, I think the even further back tradition was to drink it out of, like, stone glassware, I believe. Ooh, can we make that happen? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Dan Danny, get on that. Let's stone glassware. Yeah. So overall, so you mentioned, Gnarly, so you, you enjoy the beer. I do. Uh, so having... Had you heard of had had you you had heard of that we were going to be doing this right? Yeah, I mean, I I I, I live my life to uh, to anticipate these things happening. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I, I definitely heard about it. So it, is it something you were expecting? Is it what you expected? This is, is not it? what I expected. Well, I mean, in in a lot of ways it is, but then, uh, like I said, the the, the sweetness instead of the uh, the over the top tartness is what caught me off guard and what I enjoy more about it it um it reminds me in a lot of ways uh the carrot cake beer mm -hmm. um not at all what i expected it to be but in a very pleasant way it's a it's a, a different kind of take on what you can do with that interpretation of what a carrot cake beer is supposed to taste like or a donut beer is supposed to taste like it's just it's really well done it's a, a, a you know just a really neat approach to it and i like that if we get a similar response to what we've been getting with the carrot cake beer, it's going to be a huge success. I mean, yeah, I people would say so, people yeah. love that beer. My yeah. favorite for part good reason is watching people. Like you can walk into uh, like like a BC's, um, I guess a couple weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, <laughs> you walk in and, and you could see everybody that was drinking it because yeah. it's such a distinctive yeah. beer in the glass. <laughs> it was really I, funny. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The color was uh, uh, kind of a surprise to me because. You know, right? We added carrot puree to it, but it was kind of a shock that it actually came through that much for the color. Yeah. To be honest with you, I was expecting it to be a little uglier. I, I know, thought that I thought that carrot puree yeah. would almost muddy it out. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I thought it might kind of get a little brown. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I, I love Kenosha Kickers, but that beer is not the most visually appealing. No, beer. not at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I would have expected with with that carrot carrot puree. But it's beautiful and it's yeah. super bright. Yeah. It's, which is beautiful. Uh, and, and the funny thing, not only can you see it in everyone's glass, but then when people see somebody else order it, you see their head almost follow them <laughs> like, is that a beer? Yeah, it's like the berry mixed up effect. Because I know we've been getting feedback that bars that take on berry mixed up, it's one of those things where like one person orders it and all of a sudden like you get a rush of like 10 people ordering it. I, like, actually, I actually saw that happen at okay. the Monkey Ball. I'm, I'm sure I heard it from you. I think Jen was talking about it too. I think Jen was talking okay, about it. Okay, yeah. yeah. I actually saw it happen where somebody would order it and people would go, what's that? Yeah. I, I want to try that. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was wild. What's the purple beer in your hand? Yeah, exactly. And, and the funny thing about the carrot cake is it looks like, it looks like, like it's Fanta. Glowing. Yeah. Like, it looks like an orange soda. Yeah. Uh, but it's not. It's a beer and it's delicious. Mm. If you haven't had it, 
Uh, well, by the time that it's you're probably going to be tough to get a hold of the cans are yeah. definitely going to be out, and then we might be cutting it close on draft. We're pretty close. We got I, it I think yeah. 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 we only did I think four halves or so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's 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 nearly gone now. So by the time this hits, uh, definitely T's next year. Next year. So so um, what's next on the horizon for uh, this? culinary inspiration chase so I, I we've talked in the past about you know Luke has said he'd, he'd like to go a little bit more down this path of the culinary style and and you know we've done carrot cake at this point we've got a donut beer we we have Kenosha kickers which is an apple streusel ale and we have all this stuff that's inspired by um almost like an entire line of of dessert beers is that where you see the evolution of this going or is it is it different or do you not know yet uh really i don't know but you know it's going to take you know some bench topping and piloting um but you know we have our own house coffee roaster so i can see us getting a little bit more kind of outside of our our original coffee beers and being more um just kind of more experimental with coffee additions and to different styles of beers um, you know, I love Cato because it's a, it's a light beer, but then it has a coffee flavor, which is, you know, probably the number one reaction that I get is like, oh, it's, it's a coffee beer, but it's light. And then they drink it. And it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is drinkable and crushable. And like, usually I just get coffee like out of stouts and porters. Mm-hmm. So I think kind of, um, going down that route a little bit and we have really great coffee roasters in house that we can utilize to try to create different um, uh, partnering characteristics from coffee into certain styles of beer, I think would be kind of nice. Coffee and bacon brown ale. Don't hate that. (laughs) Anything with the word bacon in it, I'm absolutely here for. But, you know, like, I mean, Luke mentioned uh, sweet potato that that his, his lovely mother makes every year for Thanksgiving. Like, you know, that's something that we could do too, like dishes, which is, you know, Luke's mentioned that to me before. He'd like to take a dish and try to mimic an actual actual dish of food you guys are lunatics <laughs> <laughs> if we could do a sweet potato casserole it. yeah I'm, I'm here for that i'm very we, here for oh, it oh we could we luke has talked about it he's <laughs> he already knows what he wants to do for it so i mean it's, it's probably in the horizon um but yeah i think um you know i think the the pastry styles the big beers um i think we'll have a couple of those coming out um but i think we're not every every dessert beer is not going to be that big pastry you know, beer kind of have it more towards a sessionable beer that's flavorful, but also not super super filling. Well, and that's if I'm honest, that's my favorite thing about the carrot cake beer. Yeah, is that it's not this giant stout that right. that tastes like carrot cake, right? It's this yeah. wild 4.8 percent yeah. light beer mm-hmm. that uh, I can I, I can drink multiple and not feel like I'm getting this gut rot and that's that that was the original kind of origin of that beer is is i first of all i'm kind of obsessed with carrots so i really wanted to make a a beer that was a carrot forward beer that was also not just a sugar overload and a little bit on the the healthier side and the carrot cake is still that beer like yeah you can get all the cakeness of it but in reality there's not a lot of sugar to that beer that's added how are you? You may be the only person on the planet I know that's obsessed with carrots. It's one of those quotes that if you sound, if you s- slow it down half speed, <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed with carrots. <laughs> I might try that actually. I think it has to do with Bugs Bunny. I, what? I've always been obsessed with Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes. We're going back into Looney Tunes. Well, obviously, I'm a Looney Tune fan. But... <laughs> my favorite character. <laughs> Just don't bring up the Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How, now, we now have two podcasts where we've talked about Looney Tunes. Pretty, I mean, pretty naturally, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, eh, kind well, of. Both times have been spurned by Chase. So, <laughs> were, You were more of a Looney Tunes guy than any other cartoon? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Were you guys? A little bit, yeah. I mean, yeah, I watched a lot of Looney Tunes, but I mean, it wasn't like, a, like an obsession. Like it was just, it was <laughs> kind of when like He Man wasn't on or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm just, just thinking. I think I liked a lot. I think I liked several cartoons more than Looney Tunes. I mean, I had my morning shows like GI Joe and. Okay. Uh, I was a Scooby Doo guy. I loved. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, my brother loves Scooby Doo. Um, 
Maybe that's why I'm not a super Scooby-Doo, because he was obsessed with it, so it's kind of... Mm, yeah. Which brother, okay. Clint? Clint, yeah. Yeah. scooby talk was to just a little this. too repetitive for me. There wasn't a good enough story. Like, He-Man, G.I. Joe, there was, there was an overarching yeah. thing that was happening, you know? That's true. I also Scooby-Doo loved was... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, there we go. I'll, I'll take that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I'll give you Looney Tunes, I guess. Oh, well, and also when you watch Looney Tunes, it was, it was short, segmented shows, and... Like, it would just kind of be like a new character, new, a, a new story, you know? So there wasn't just Bugs Bunny. There was multiple that's, stories. That's, I, a good, that's a good point. I love how serious you are about I this. I weirdly like Tom and Jerry a lot. Well, Tom and Tom Jerry weirds me out, man. Really? I don't know. There were like no Tom words or anything, but yeah, it was still so good. I hated it. I hated <laughs> it so much, actually. See, I, yeah, I think Looney Tunes should be... And I watch cartoons now, and it's just like... It's just too much. Like, give me, me a mouse and a cat chasing each other. Around. I think I, I think I didn't like it as much because of the short segmented stuff. Mm. It was it's enough like, of a storyline for you. That's true. That's yeah. true. I gotta have a storyline built up. Yeah, I'm easy. It, it's like <laughs> I've heard that. That's <laughs> the the thing about cartoons is if if it's like moving all the time and like one thing to another to another to another, it's it's like. I can't follow it. Like, SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> is the worst cartoon on the planet. Oh, it's no, like, I love dude, SpongeBob. No, it's so bad. It's like, hit, ball, go, boom, ah, ah. All of a sudden, it's like, new, new, like, ever, there's like, this guy got hit with the head in an anvil. This guy got, got like, punched. This guy over here just wants a pizza. This guy over here just opened a door. Oh, no, there's a fish. Oh, crap, bit my toe. Like, it's like, all in the matter of, like, 10 seconds, and I'm like, Complete overload. I'm out. So I've never seen uh, SpongeBob. I've never watched SpongeBob. Either. Really? It's the worst. Oh, uh, I, I don't think anything could be worse than Bubble Guppies, though. No. <laughs> I, if anybody has small now children, we're go- now they we're going down to a different path. <laughs> and Bubble Guppies is the most the miserable worst. television show I've <laughs> yes. ever seen. Heard of it? So it's, a, it's a current one, I believe, right? Yeah, it's these yeah. little fish people, and they live under the water. Except sometimes under the water there might be a lake, and sometimes <laughs> under the water they'll go camping and they'll build a fire, and then there's an airplane flying overhead underwater. Like it's none of it makes any sense, <laughs> and that like, and the, and the characters are insufferable. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's it's. Mm. How do we get here? Uh, Chase, carrots, talk about carrots. carrots. Oh, carrots. That's uh, right. Yeah. Good. You drew the dots. I would have. It would have taken me like forty. The beer that we weren't actually to... talking about today. <laughs> That's true. No, I mean, so I have extremely good vision as well, and I, I believe it's from the carrots mm-hmm. intake. Carrots, yeah. I should eat more carrots. I have terrible vision. So I went into the uh, emergency room once because I got uh, phosphoric acid in my eye when I was working at Nuglera's, and I still. And so they. They did the dyes, and they flushed my eyes out, and my, my pH was stable and all that. And they gave me an eye test, and I was still 17-20 vision. So it's my eyesight's are nice. After the phosphoric acid? After, yeah. I that's, hate you. That's impressive. <laughs> I, yeah, Danny does not have 17-20 vision. I'm like blind as a bat. <laughs> I, I found a like, cheap pair of sunglasses or uh, glasses online for 80 bucks. I was pretty pleased. And then I put in my prescription, and the lenses were 90. Totally <laughs> <laughs> so, they're so damn thick that I had to pay more for the lenses than the actual frames. Sad day. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gnarly, from your perspective... So you have this. You, we we have the donut beer that we're we're talking about today. Yes. You've seen now the carrot cake. Right. Um, what I'm I'm just curious from a consumer standpoint, from your perspective, like what are some things that that you would be interested in in having our production team pilot or 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 produce? Um, I I love that idea of going more with dishes. You know, some kind of a uh, a dish. Maybe not even like. I mean, you have to tell people. Maybe not even tell people that that's where it's inspired until maybe you read into the details of the beer or something so that right. it, it's not – because I feel like that can also turn people off. If you totally. if you tell me sweet potato casserole, I, send me your emails. I don't really like it. I don't like sweet potatoes. <laughs> but the beer, I, I'm probably all about it. I like sweet potato beers. I just don't like sweet potatoes. So, like, it, I might be inclined to not order the beer if that's mm-hmm. – if sweet potato casserole. Like, well, no, I'll just drink the donut beer. You know, like I right. – um, <laughs> I don't know, but like I like that idea of, of dishes and things that are more culinary kind of yeah. uh, focused. I think that sounds fun. But. Uh, I actually, um, I, I might be in the minority, but I, I enjoy a good savory beer from time to time. Um, like what? Uh, well, for example, we had that beer at Weldworks that was the taco-inspired beer. Oh, I did not like that beer. I was absolutely here for that. <sighs> it was so weird. Now, it if was... it's Taco Bell-inspired, I'm down. <laughs> I mean, it pretty much was. It, it was, was a, wasn't... It was a Goza. 
I think. Aged in hot sauce barrels? Yep. So it was a goza uh, that they, they, they used taco seasoning in the mash. I could see. I, I could do that. And then aged it in a hot sauce barrel, and it was fire. I felt like, like I was just drinking fire. Tabasco. No, it was great. Oh, I, was I wanted to cook. I, if, if I had access to that beer today, I would, I would use it in chili. Mm-hmm. I would cook a chili and... and Put that beer in a chili, I think, would be really good. Uh, Scott down at Blank Slate did one called Spectral Fire that was okay. aged in a Tabasco barrel. Really? Um, was it good? Uh, it tasted like hot sauce. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's what you want your beer to taste. Right. Like. Man, Scott, Scott did some wild things. Remember the worst beer? Oh, my God. So I, I loved the, the turn for the worst. Yeah. absolutely loved the beer, fell in love with it. And I'll never forget, and this was before Urban Artifact and the whole pickle thing, but um, he had a, a squeeze bottle he kept behind the bar of, of like pickle brine. And he's like, man, you got to try it with a relish. And I said, what are you talking about, the relish? He's like, just, just take a squirt of pickle juice in, in, the, in the, the turn for the worst. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not put, putting pickle juice in my beer. Yeah. He's like, no, you've got to try it. And the, the first time he convinced me to try it, I, it blew me away. I'm like, my, see, that's not something that I would ever order because it sounds horrible. Yep. But once I get it in front of me and try it, I fell in love with it. I really liked the beer. I had a, a gazpacho beer one time. Okay. Uh, it was like a tomato goza. Again. Not something I would ever pick up because it sounds horrible. But my God, it was good. Was it good? <laughs> it was really good. I mean, it nails exactly what you think it's going to. Sometimes like, stuff like that, you have to give it a shot just out of curiosity. Oh, well, the intrigue. That, yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, that's some of the fun of it, too. But I know that that's probably not the average consumer when they walk for in. Sure, for they're sure. They're skipping over things because they think they're not going to like it. And I, I think we were worried about trial of... The carrot cake beer, not of people actually enjoying it. Like we, we knew they were going to enjoy it, but it was a matter of are people actually going to give us? Them yeah, are, are they going to try the carrot cake beer and then it ended up flying? It, it did. It did really well. It's a well-made beer. It's incredibly yeah. unique. Uh, I, I like you. For me, I, I I walk in and I see a beer, you know, turn for the worst. I see all the stuff that's brewed with. I'm like, what? Well, I got to try it, right. right? For us, and one of the things that. With us not having a pilot system yet uh, and, and having a 30-barrel system, right. uh, we either have to be able to pull off a small enough amount but still large enough that we can utilize our, our bright tanks to be able to carbonate and do all that stuff right. um, or go all in. And it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, right, because there are these, these crazy one-off styles of beers fortunately once we tried the bench top of carrot cake we knew okay we can at least we can at least move five barrels of this or seven barrels of it or whatever yeah. it was right. but but you know even i'll give you an example even like a, a schwartz beer schwartz beer schwartz beer go ahead chase what is it oh luke's not here but it's uh schwartz it's schwartz a german german uh word police <laughs> luke Shropshire. yep uh, man we got to name a beer german word police we have to do yeah, it yeah you know, i think we it's should, available we should get alan on here yes. just to school Luke on some shit. <laughs> I would him. love that so much. <laughs> yes. Uh, but but uh, even a Schwarz beer, uh, 30 barrels of that is a lot. Right. Um, but it's a style that we know there's at least a, a, a market that would drink it and that would like it. So we're working through some of that, but that's, you know, until we have some sort of five-barrel or, or something pilot system, Right, it's tough to go all in on something like a worst beer. But I'm totally the guy that if I see that on the list, I'm like, I'm going to order at least one right. well, and it, try it. I don't know if that's something that you could you could go with a style that you guys already make and, and, and mm-hmm. add it later. And I, I assume with something like Turn for the Worst, it's just a bunch of spices that are thrown in later in the process. I right, probably I a, base, I, a base beer, right. like a Voss or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? So what else about this beer in particular? I love the community aspect of it, collaborating with, you know, unique places like bottle shops, like what we do with higher gravity NPCs or collaborating with, you know, a donut shop. Um, it's a fun marketing opportunity for me. Um, just going to interact with their staff and see how excited they are for the beer. They love the artwork. They love the taste of the beer. So it's going over really well. And it's just something that, I enjoy, and it's another area for us as a brewery to get creative of, you know, I think we're eventually here going to start collaborating with other breweries, but, like, we have this capability to collaborate with other portions of the community that, you know, it it's, I don't want to, cohabitating isn't the word, it's, like, well, coexisting. Yeah. Coexisting, yes. Yeah, and, and 
And by the way, thank you. By the way, a lot of Duck Donuts consumers are probably our consumers as well. Oh, for sure. Right. Just based on proximity. Right. Well, you guys should put up like a giant inflatable duck or something, and then help advertise. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've done that before. Yeah, <laughs> weird. It's a fun little inside joke. <laughs> yeah. I bet I bet Deerfield Township would love that. You couldn't well. freaking miss that thing. Yeah, we've had two ducks now on beers. Interesting. Don't you guys that duck brewery? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I will accept that. Yeah, yeah. We're the duck brewery. Yeah. We lean heavy on two ducks. <laughs> but yet, you know, to your point, I, I love that you mentioned uh, the the idea of us collaborating, not even with a brewery yet, right? But um Collaboration really is just is just two or more of us working together to, to come up with an end result or an end product. Right. And and I love that we actually have had this opportunity to collaborate with, you know, other other, you know, BCs and, and high, higher gravity and now Duck Donuts and we haven't even gotten to the point yet of collaborating with a brewery. Uh stay tuned in twenty twenty, by the way, that's coming. But um I love this idea of being able to collaborate with anybody that doesn't normally have the opportunity to pump out or produce an, an, the end result of a beer and be able to, to be a part of it. And, and you know, Big Sis is a, is a great yeah. example, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it all goes back with you guys, you know, telling telling the story of each beer and, like, you know, these, these collaborations. Like, there's, there's a lot of collaborations that people don't really – talk about or don't really highlight like oh yeah this was so-and-so's idea we were sitting in the tap room one night and they were making some kind of joke and then we came up with this beer and like and then that story doesn't ever get communicated then later to the the consumer sitting there you know the other person down the other end of the bar and like you know finding these stories within beers be it through collaborating with a brewery or through duck donuts or whatever it may be like that's to me the the really fun side of beers like every single one of these these things that you guys create there's there's something behind all of them yeah and yeah that's, I, you know the even if the collaboration is just Jason Luke sitting in the in the brewery talking about something it's still like this there's still something there there's still this story that's being built around it of this this collaboration it's it's never one person that comes up with this stuff that's a know? really good point and i feel like we're getting to this point where like this brand that we're building of every beer having a story, it leaves a lot of intrigue when we haven't done a podcast on a beer yet. Oh yeah. Or if we haven't like totally told that story yet, people are sitting in our tap room like, oh, I wonder, uh, like, I guess we've done bird watcher is the one that came to mind, but it's like, does someone like watching birds or like, you know, yeah. like, like stuff yeah. like that? Like, how does that come up? Or like even, you know, like before we had the auto podcast, unless you know, Steve and Jennifer auto, you probably have no idea how we got that name. Right. It's just a cool thing that we're really building and people are becoming more aware with aware of. That's that's a good point. <clears throat> oh, by the way, you mentioned uh Donut Geeks. Mm-hmm. This popped up while one of you were talking. Did you know and, and don't, you live in Butler County, right? Yeah. Did you know there's a Butler County of course, donut trail? Of course I know. <laughs> okay. I just found this out a few weeks ago. Have you done it? Um, I have not because I have a little terrorist at home. I, we don't get, I, get, I get sent so every – well, not every weekend. Almost every weekend now. you take her with now. you? She loves um, donuts, right? She won't leave. She wants to sit in the corner and just eat donuts and play and okay. bother people. Um, <laughs> you have no idea what it's like. This, this, this girl is insane. Um, I get sent usually on Sunday mornings. Um, she wakes up. She leaves her bed now. For a long time, she didn't know that she could get out of bed. She just thought she just stayed in there until we came and but got her. But that was glorious, right? Yeah, well, it's still fun. She doesn't... She doesn't do it all the time, but when she does, you hear these little footsteps in the hallway, and she comes and pokes her head in. Good morning, mommy and daddy. <laughs> she comes and she climbs up in bed, and she snuggles up, and then, daddy, you go get donuts. <laughs> I get I get kicked out, and I have to go get donuts from the store. And so not only were you woken up, <laughs> yeah, now you were woken up to go get donuts. Yes, normally I'm now like getting in the car, driving to the donut store hungover, getting a dozen donuts, yep. and trying to make sure I get the right kind of sprinkles so I don't piss her off and she'll burn the house down or something. I don't know. I have a hot take on sprinkles. Oh, no, don't oh. do it. Don't do it. Is this going to be controversial? Oh, I don't like where this is going. Sprinkles have no flavor. Oh, I love sprinkles. They have no flavor. Uh, All they are is, is texture added to... I'm kind of here for that. They though. are flavored like sugar. They are not flavored. They're there flavored is no like flavor. sugar. definitely sugar. You can taste the sugar in a in a sprinkle. I can't. I love. Have you ever I, just tried just sprinkles? Like just take the sprinkle. 
I think so. If I'm picking up a donut, I'm probably just doing like a chocolate sprinkle or a vanilla sprinkle. Why? There's no there. Okay, you said chocolate and vanilla sprinkle. There is no such thing. It's just fine sugar. I'll give you sugar, but there's already donuts all over. Like ice cream is already sugar. Donuts are already sugar. You can't taste more sugar with the sprinkles. I like the it's texture. Just a, it's there, just a crunch. A, there's a texture. Yeah, there is yeah. a texture. It's just texture. There's it, there's it's just crunch. I'm saying this because literally, my wife Liz and I love you, Liz. She'll listen to this. I love you. We've had this discussion a million times. She always puts sprinkles on everything. No, see, if you put so mashed potatoes, if you took a bunch of sprinkles and dumped them in your mashed potatoes. <laughs> Aside from the texture, it's going to taste like crap because you're going to get all that sugar in there. It's going to, it's going to, you're going to taste the sugar. There is a flavor. Do it when you go home. Make yourself some mashed potatoes and put some sprinkles in it and call <laughs> me. I'll text you, I'll text you the photo. Your mashed potatoes still taste <laughs> good. <laughs> they won't. Fine. I guess I'll, re- I guess I'll restructure my, my comment. My hot take is that in anything already sugary, I, yes. sprinkles add no actual value other than texture. And, and, and the, the look of it. There is, there is an aesthetic thing, too. <laughs> there is an aesthetic appeal. Chase needs to say something. I can see it in his face. Oh, we're, just, we're all entitled to our own opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I get it. All right. I, I get it. Um, so where's... Sprinkles don't <laughs> taste like <laughs> anything. <laughs> Add it to the highlight reel. <laughs> So what's your what's what's your okay sprinkles for the kids or for, oh, no, for your for, wife for me, for me too oh I, for I, you I, okay. I have a sprinkle but um, when you get one donut one donut for the rest of your life what is it one donut for yeah. the rest of my life it's probably like that stereotypical Simpsons donut it's like a oh I know what a, you're gla- about. a glazed donut pink icing with sprinkles on it okay just the stereotypical I feel you on that what about you guys uh, it's gonna be um, did a you white a-, a white donut. With chocolate glaze. What do you mean a white donut? Is that a powdered donut? Yeah, what do you mean? I don't know. know. Sometimes donuts are are chocolate, sometimes they're white. Oh, just like vanilla? Yeah, I guess vanilla. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's right. We got there. All right. Like a vanilla donut with chocolate icing? That's it. Yep. If I'm picking up a donut for myself, I'm doing um, probably vanilla donut, chocolate, icing, sprinkles. Okay. Mine's mine's a blueberry cake donut. So nobody, nobody does like those crazy like cereal... Um, bacon on I, them all. I like crap. them, like Holtman's. Yeah, like the. Big, I, I like, like those. A, like a um, donuts and stuff like that too. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They probably I, do it better. They had some really yeah, good they, ones. They, they had like them. some like blueberry ones, or like they had like an apple pie one that we, I brought in. It was pretty good. I had a donut from Holtman's once that had fruity pebbles on it. Okay. <laughs> I love. I, I like fruity pebbles. I do too. Yeah. I'm absolutely here for that. Mm. Ooh, <laughs> we should do a sour beer, fruity pebbles inspired. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Let's go. We could do a we could do a whole lineup of beers, Chase. <coughs> Sour Patch Kids. Oh, come on, that's what we should do. Okay, so um, that's what we should do. Uh, this has been a few years, but there used to be a, a festival at Mad Tree called Fresh Fest yep. that uh, Queen City Fresh used to put on um, our Cincy Brewcast. Um, addition for the last one that we did was watermelon and sour patch kits. Not just oh, really? sour patch kits, specifically watermelon. the watermelon sour patch kits. Interesting. Okay. Um, they wanted us to come up with the recipes ourselves, so I sat at home trying to figure this out. And I'm like, well, so it was like you know, a little five gallon keg, you know. And I'm like, I think we need 14 pounds of sour patch kits. <laughs> <in it." laughs> Judging by my uh, my uh, scientific experiments at home. <laughs> And he's like, yeah, we, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's like it, it, it'll clog everything up. <laughs> did it, did, did it, you homebrew with Sour Patch Kids? I infused because okay. we, were, we were basing it off of Lyft. So okay. I infused a whole bunch of Lyft with different proportions of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> and how did it turn out? It was amazing. Yeah. They did not nice. use actual – they used some Sour Patch Kids, but they went with um, some kind of – tartaric acid or something you're probably much better it's acids than me but yeah um uh, it was it was awesome though it was it tasted exactly like watermelon sour patch kids <laughs> why specifically watermelon because that's your favorite yeah they're the best but, uh, it's like with runs runs is only good with banana so uh, you do like runs. banana runs i also like banana runs yeah i uh, okay quick uh quick side note on this probably so i'm the lunatic that like I, I have very little self-control just in general when it comes to food. I've gathered that. You put sprinkles on your mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually try that. At Thanksgiving, there will be mashed potatoes. 
Nice. I will put sprinkles on the mashed potatoes, and I will prove to you it doesn't taste like anything. It just adds a crunch to my mashed potatoes. you got to put enough sprinkles in there. (laughs) You know what? I'll even have somebody take a video so that you can see the reaction. I'll, and you know what? Maybe, maybe for those that are listening, we'll even post this on social media so everyone can see my reaction to sprinkles with mashed potatoes. We'll see if that makes the cut. Wow. Wow. If nothing else, if nothing else when people view the video and we refer to the podcast, they'll have no idea what we're talking about. We'll, we'll, view the, we'll send them here to add context. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, Danny's here for it, but he's like, uh, people aren't going to care that yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, uh, we went with some friends to Asheville um, a few months ago, and I have this hot take that Skittles all taste exactly the same, that the colors aren't like a flavor. So Skittles? Skittles. No, I, I, I disagree. Well, I was proven wrong, unfortunately. Yeah. Especially like the lemon uh, or lime that stands out. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you M and M's, but <laughs> Skittles. No, definitely M and M's. That's just chocolate. Yeah, M and M's have no flavor change. But with Skittles, I, the, my point on that is I have no self control. So when I'm eating Skittles, I just eat them by the I handful. I eat them by the handful too. Right, I, I so they it. all taste the same. I would say, legitimately, I I believe after the Skittle experiment that. Sour Patch Kids all have a different flavor, but I couldn't tell you what right. any of them are because I literally eat them by the handful. I think you're supposed to eat Skittles that way. You like the taste the rainbow thing? You're supposed to get exactly. the whole rainbow in one hand. Yeah, it's and like and their whole marketing thing. idea. Yeah. 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 I'm right. sure that's what they're saying. I have a friend, uh, Amy Coates. She did a blind taste test of Skittles. <laughs> we were at a brewery in Asheville, <laughs> and I, uh, she cut blindfolds herself. And I handed her a, one of each color, and she nailed every single really? one of them. It blew my mind. That's awesome. That's impressive. My yeah. mind was absolutely blown. <laughs> I could not, I, literally, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Watch this. You won't be able to. I, I was so on my high horse for this, and I was dead wrong. She nailed every yeah. single color. That's awesome. But women are better at tasting, especially when they're pregnant. Is that a scientific fact? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's scientific that they are better, uh, uh, have better taste buds. That's else. what I'm asking. Yeah. Is that actually that's that true? Is, yeah, that's true. Wow. Yeah. I'm not sure about the pregnancy. Overall, not, not all women are better than all men. And, <laughs> and, you know. But just overarching. Yeah. So just generally speaking, then, that makes, me, that, that makes me a little less confident in my sprinkles take because my <laughs> wife thinks that they have a taste. So now that I'm thinking. <laughs> you're just bad at tasting. Damn it, Liz, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Daggone it. <laughs> I, I, I am here for a Sour Patch Berliner Weiss, though. If we can make that happen, Chase. I'm down. A uh, series of, like, yeah. you know, you could do five, different, yeah. five different Sour Patch Berliners that all taste differently. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a huge Sour Patch Dang. guy, but my wife is. I, I love Italy, Sour Italy Patch loves, Kids. Yeah. I've oh. always been more of a chocolate, chocolate freak. Oh, really? More so than... I'm more of the... I'm more of the fruity... Sorry, my phone just... I thought thought you said talking to it. <laughs> oh, what did we say that sounded right, like Siri? Maybe, maybe serious. Mm, maybe serious. We but probably it, shouldn't do that again. No, but it's, it should only recognize my voice. That's that is wild. That's crazy. Yeah, Siri's always listening though. It's freaky. <laughs> well, uh, we've derailed quite a bit off of the donut discussion, uh, but I'm here it's for it. It's on brand for us. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, Danny. What about you? We haven't really gotten your take on. Uh, culinary beers or dishes or what is it that you would like to see? I, I'm excited for us to lean a bit more in this. I mean, this is completely not on topic, but I'm more into the idea of us leaning into like lagers and clean beers and whatnot. Um, it's something that I'm putting more of an eff- emphasis into uh, training my palate and whatnot. Um, but I mean, I'm still always going to be a sucker for frosted. And I know Luke brought it up that he wants to do like some culinary frosted versions instead of just fruit. So I think those will be really cool. Danny, I love you. Yeah. I love you I too, man. Yeah. I was about to say, I was about to say, all right, you said I'm a sucker for, I was, I thought you were going to say I'm a suck up and I was going to say, yeah, you oh, are. No. He's sitting right next to you. We get it. <laughs> I walked out of BC's the other day with three different loggers. Yeah. I was like. A year ago, Danny wouldn't even know who this Danny is. <laughs> that's funny because a year ago, Chase wouldn't even know who this Chase is, and yeah, it's the fair. opposite that's direction. 
That's true. I know. I saw Chase grab a straight clouds and drink it the other day. I was like, oh man, this is awesome. I like that beer too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a good beer. I, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what's on tap for Gnarly Gnome? What's what's coming up? So you have drinking with the gnome. Tell us, to, in case there's any of our listeners who don't know who the Gnarly Gnome is. So, I mean, that, who the Gnarly Gnome is is a very complicated question. But um, <laughs> as far as where it's going, um, I've been working on this very big idea to expand what the website and um, the the blog and the the, the, the podcasts. Are to incorporate some more spirits and, and and bars and things like that. So if you are a fan of drinking, which surprise I don't just drink beer, <laughs> I just like to drink. Um, that you have some kind of a resource for Cincinnati's drinking culture as a whole. And so drinking with the gnome is the other podcast that has been kind of slow going, just schedule wise, because um, again, terrorist home. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, and by the way, this full time day job thing. Yes, yeah, and and trying to keep you know the, the Cincy Brewcast um, consistent and everything. Um, it, it, that's more of going to bars and kind of exploring what different bars are like, uh, drinking booze and maybe wine and things like that too, and kind of diving into that side of things. Um, but that's also a big part of what is happening on the blog. And there's there's a whole lot that is on the blog that you can't really see quite yet unless you really start digging that kind of dives into that. So that's that's the next big focus is uh, getting into that stuff. And, and, and how can people though. find this? Um, just go to thegnarlynome.com. And um, if you want to know about something, there's a little search thing, and you can search for stuff. And there's a huge rabbit hole that you can go down if you really start oh, yeah. digging on there. Um, so there's, there's a lot of stuff coming. And... Uh, We'll see how quickly it, uh, it it manifests itself. I've been down that rabbit hole many a times. <laughs> um, so share with our listeners a little bit about how, so how did this, you've been doing this now for how long? The Cincy Brewcast, Gnarly Gnome. Cincy Brewcast started in 2000, 2015 maybe. Okay. And then uh, the Gnarly Gnome was the year before that. Um, uh, I don't really know how it started. Um, the gnarly gnome just kind of happened. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a, like a, a, a note-taking geek. I always take notes about things, and I always had lots of beer notes and started to get a little frustrated. I love the bloggers that were around, some of them. There's those of them that were... were uh, um, can I say douchebags? Uh, sure, of course. <laughs> uh, they, so there We've were, said there, a lot there, worse there, on this show. There were, some, there were some douchey people around, and there were some really great people doing it too, but you couldn't get all of the information that I wanted in one spot. And that drove me crazy as a, as a note taker. So I started just kind of putting stuff in one spot and then other people started reading it. And, um, then I just kind of rolled with it. Um, Cincy Brewcast is a little bit easier of a story to tell. We, uh, I was in a tap room at a bar and started talking to somebody. Um, we were at Mount Carmel and I was, uh, the, you know, the, the bar at the time of Mount Carmel was, you know, three seats or whatever it was at the time. And there was a guy sitting in one of the other seats and I was wearing a uh, old firehouse hat or something. He's like, Oh, firehouse. I've never been there. And I said, Oh, where do you live? And he's like, Oh, just right there. Like you live in Mount Carmel and you've never just taken that other little drive down there too. Like you gotta, you gotta go there. And so we started talking about it and I started telling him about the blog and his eyes lit up and he said, I've, I've got this idea that I've been working on. He's like, can I email you for this, this thing I'm working on? I said, yeah. And then the next, uh, like two days later, he, he mailed me this, you know, three page document laying out this idea he had for this podcast called Cincy Brewcast with him and his daughter, Tina. And, um, I think a week after that, we were sitting around his dining room table with a handheld recorder just sitting in the middle of the table. And we're like, does anybody know how to make a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and we just kind of started rolling with it. And, Which uh, was incredibly revolutionary at the time. Yeah, there was the, um, there were, it was, I mean, there were definitely podcasts around, but um, it was still a, uh, a, a new-ish thing that a lot of people weren't doing, a lot of people didn't know about. And uh, it was fun. It was uh, way easier to kind of get going than we anticipated and then all of a sudden you learn all of those things that uh, you didn't anticipate and it uh, becomes again a whole other rabbit hole you can go down with it yep and and we were uh, per- particularly myself I was uh, fortunate enough uh, to be a part of Big Sis Day mm-hmm. um, which is who you're referring to. Yeah, yeah, Mike Cisneros. Yep. Um, and uh, that is, correct me if I'm wrong, if there's anything, fill the gap here, but that's kind of the next 
that release is in what three weeks? I think I don't Something know time like frame that. right now because I don't know what day it is. Oh, that's <laughs> touche, touche. Um, by the time actually, by the time this is released, it might be right around that time. But <clears throat> it releases on December fourteenth this year, if that's a Saturday. Something um, like that. So tell us a little bit about what that beer is. And, and so that. again, this is you know if you think about what beer was like in. 2015 in Cincinnati, we would always have these discussions about how there weren't any good pilsners in in the area. Like nobody makes pilsner, nobody makes good lagers. That just doesn't exist. And um, that was Mike's favorite style of beer. He said, "I was just want you know a good, clean, fizzy, cold pilsner." He's like, "I just nobody's making that." And so we we would always kind of joke about it. And uh, so when when he died, and we were that first year, we uh, talked to Braxton, and Braxton can make a damn good lager when they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it made sense. It all kind of came together. We were talking about the style, and I'm like, this is ridiculous, guys. Let's just make a Pilsner. Let's make a yeah. super traditional Czech Pilsner. Um, and it was all Pilsner malt, all Saz hops, and that was it. And it's, it's kind of branched out a little bit since then. Um, and this year it was brewed at Alexandria. Yes. And uh, I was fortunate enough to be there for brew day for for. Some of it, I unfortunately couldn't be there for you all of it. You left before I messed it up. Oh, I didn't. I haven't even yeah. heard this. Yeah, I don't know if I've talked about it on the air yet, but yeah, yeah. Andy Reynolds, I'm sure, um, is uh, <laughs> has lost sleep over the. Uh, so I, I may or may not have added some hops way too early. <laughs> so it may be it may be a little bit better, but I I think that's okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, historically, the last uh, last few years, there's always something that goes wrong. Um, <laughs> B- Big Sis Day is um, the brew day um, because it's also kind of a uh, there's there's it's it's a fairly simple process. It's time consuming, but it's a simple process. Um, sometimes people get a little distracted when yeah. they're making it, and uh, we drink a lot, and I dumped a whole bunch of hops early, <laughs> 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 a whole bunch. <laughs> That's awesome. I actually haven't heard that. So, so as you as you just mentioned, for those listening, uh, depending on when this podcast is released, uh, it's uh, the release date of that beer at Alexandria is on December fourteenth. Right. So, um, and it'll, it'll stick around for for, so. for a little bit after that day. Also, if you uh, get done, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't want to speak for Andy. I, there might be a couple kegs that'll make it out of there. There's not a whole lot of beer that leaves awesome. Alexandria, but I'm, I'm sure he'll get couple out awesome. in the world yeah very cool so um i i, I think and we've covered quite the gambit uh here we've gone everywhere from a donut beer to uh looney tunes to uh culinary beers to uh what is going on now with the gnarly gnome um is there anything else that you guys want to share or wrap up here with uh talk through Thanks for joining us, Gnarly. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, thank you for being here with us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to get, uh, to get back in your studio now and just drink some beers and, and hang out with you. Well, if you guys have time tonight, I brought all my shit so we can record another show if you want to. I'm here for it. Awesome. Well, well thank you for being here. Seriously. Thank you, guys. Um, for those that uh, haven't had the uh, Sunrise Lemon Duck Donuts beer, uh, it is available at retailers. Not a lot of them, not everywhere, but it is available at um, the and usual suspects around town. I was talking to Brad today. I think he's trying his best to like make sure everywhere in Mason has it. Okay, it would make sense, right? Yep. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure it'll venture out to some other places. But yep. And if you haven't tried the donut, the duck donuts, uh, sunrise lemon donut, it's super good. It's it's money. Definitely yeah. try that. Um, hopefully, you had some of them on Black Friday when you were mm-hmm. in uh, the tap room. We should have donuts here then, shouldn't we? We should have duck. We should get a bunch of donuts here for that. We that are. Lady. They'll I, be. Here. I can't tell if he's joking or not. Oh, yeah, I, I'm not privy to those. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys. Yeah, they're well, gonna. They're gonna by, hang by with the us way, that already, oh, awesome. that, that already did, happened. That already happened. Why didn't someone <laughs> oh, think of that? Sorry. <laughs> well, hopefully, you guys got to try the donut with the beer. I'm so happy we're not doing this shtick anymore. Of like, yeah, uh, this we like like pretending like we're recording on the week we're releasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's just it is what it is. Wait, yeah. wait, did we ever do that? <laughs> I feel like one time I tried to fake it, and and then afterwards I re-listened to it, and I was like, I like said this, but then I said that, and it was like to anybody that's listening is like, all right, give it up. <laughs> it's we, not real. I don't think any of us are just quite that bright enough to to get that time. Well, time no, nor out. nor are we efficient enough. 
to know when we are going to be releasing <laughs> yeah. this exactly anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, quickly, uh, how can people find you on social media, Gnarly? The Gnarly Gnome, just wherever you, uh, you social your media, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Except um, I don't think I'm on TikTok or uh, uh, Snapchat because I don't really understand what either one of those. What is TikTok? This is the second oh, mention weird. of TikTok it's, I've it's heard. It's pretty weird. It's like just kids like singing and dancing or something. Um, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. It makes me feel old because I feel like I'm too old to get into it. <laughs> oh, wow. It's the first social media. I'm definitely too old to get into it. It's the first social it. media platform that I'm like, yeah, I'm too old for this. Oh, so it's a, it's a social media. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Okay. It's Is it like Vine? It's kind of like Vine. Yeah, but it's, it's like the same yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on that, I it's, think. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Sonder Brewing everywhere for us. The Gnarly Gnome everywhere for Gnarly. Um, your podcasts hit every Monday. Every Monday, yeah. Um, so Except drinking with the gnome. That just hits when it hits. Whenever you're able to, to drink. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so thank you all for listening. Uh, do we have beers? We cannot. Cheers to an empty glass. All right. Uh, thank you all. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers guys.